this thing, I feel like I'm fully air conditioned right uh, now. I know. It wraps around. I just oh, put the fucking shit. truck straps on it. It's uh, too much work right now. I know. I right? got it leaned up perfectly. Leaned Ooh, it's a little up. chilly. It's a little chilly. I kind of like it. Leaned up. Wait a minute. What the fuck? I can do I can do this. I know you can. I know you know. I don't have any doubts in my mind of your capability. I don't have any snare in my headphones. <laughs> you will now. Oh shit. Oh, don't touch that. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm good. Oh good. Actually that's a lie. Actually it's not a lie. Actually it is a lie. God damn! That's how I feel. Which one are we going to go with today? (laughs) Want to hear some fun news? Yes, I do. I got to take my heart monitor off. (gasps) How was it? It was the best feeling in the world. Did you get to take it off? Yeah, it was uh, on there for two weeks. Okay, guys, it was like this little tiny, it was like the size of a USB thingy. Yeah, like an old style flash drive. Yeah, thank you. I Mm -hmm. can think of the word. And it was like taped to my chest and then like this tagaderm tape went straight down my titties with like a... I don't know, had like a... Wires? Yeah, something in the tape. I don't yeah. know. Okay, but then I kind of got used to it after two weeks and I didn't really notice it. Uh, except for it was really itchy. Like, yeah, we went to shows. Like, I was sweating my ass off. That thing was starting to stink. Yeah. Like, I smelled like a grown-ass man who hadn't showered in days. It just smelled my tits. It was so bad. Do you want to know the grossest smell I have ever smelled on my own body? Was it that? When I removed it. Because there was, like, dead skin and shit in there, too. Ew. Oh, my God. I was gagging. Really? Now, I have smelled worse on other people's body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. Like being a caregiver. I remember you tried to ruin crab dip for me. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't work. <laughs> yeah. But my own body, I was like, I'm almost impressed at how disgusting and foul that thing smelled. Wow. I still sometimes am, like, paranoid that it's still on me. I think that's just what you smell like, and you're not used to it concentrated. What are you trying to I'm say? I'm just kidding. <laughs> you're like, ew. That's rude. That is so gross. Anyway, anyway, yeah, so I'm gross. I don't even know. That's not even my goddamn. It can be my goddamn that I'm gross and it stinks and I'm nasty. Do you want it to be your goddamn? I'll tell you what my other goddamn is. Tell me about but it. But I've already told you, and I told the Patreons. It's just like everything's fucking falling apart in That's the world. That's true. Got layoffs going on at my work. I've never been more fucking stressed and sad and so emotional on everything happening. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe it'll be me. Maybe I'll just be planting corn in the front yard and enjoying my life listening to corn while I plant my <laughs> corn. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds like, honestly, the best case scenario, though. Seriously, though? I'm not, yeah, I'm not mad at that idea. Yeah. Now that I say it out loud. Uh, yeah. Not as stressful. Test it out, you know? Yeah. I, maybe I will this weekend. Yeah. I don't want to, oh, maybe I, I do like corn. <laughs> like the, the plant or the, yeah, the, the music? <laughs> honestly, last time I listened to corn, I was like, damn, this, this is reminding me of, like, high school. Yeah. <laughs> like flashbacks. I think that happened last time when I did that Pantera episode, and I was, like, listening to Pantera, and I was like, damn, it's been a minute. <laughs> it's been a whole minute since I've heard this shit. Anyway, yeah, it's just like, what the fuck? I'm pretty sure the world is ending, and it's been ending forever, and I'm so excited that aliens are real and shit, but I really expected more out of us with that information. Like, as a society? Yeah. I don't know, man. If you tell me I still have to pay my fucking bills and shit, then it doesn't, like... Matter. Okay. Yeah. Can you change everything? Like, I think that we should all just stop participating in the shit we don't enjoy. Like... Oh, you have to pay your utilities. Like, all right, I'm not going to pay you. Okay, then you're going to be in the dark. Like, cool, man. I like candles. 
I like candles. Candles are cool. But can I still live here? But I like, you know, running water and, like, plumbing and stuff. You could still have that. Maybe we just, like, dig a well. You'd have to dig far. You'd have to dig through bedrock. But we could figure that out. Yeah, I'm sure. I don't know. I just, I don't want to be around for the end of the world. I want to go first wave. Just get me the fuck out of here. Yeah. You don't want to stick around and see what's going on? No. That's how I kind of feel about work right now with all these layoffs. (laughs) (laughs) First round, let's go. (laughs) Take me out. It's not even the first round. This is like the 80th fucking round of layoffs. I'm like, you know, I feel like every six months we have layoffs, so maybe shit isn't looking so good right now. Right? Oh, see? The fucking higher-ups know. They fucking know. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Today's not my day. I know. Don't fuck with me. Anyway, you want to hear my goddamn? Yeah. My little sweet baby boy is turning fucking six years old. He is. And we're going to have a little birthday party for him. My kids are so pumped. A goddamn arcade. And I'm so fucking excited. And absolutely no one has. Well, actually, that's a lie. Someone RSVP'd this morning. Party's tomorrow. I RSVP'd on Facebook. Well, okay, yeah, fair. But, oh. like, his school friends, oh. like, you're required to go. I was like, excuse the fuck out of me, excuse bitch. Me. I clicked that shit the moment it popped up. No, no, no. owing. I guess I should <laughs> clarify for our friends that listen, too. <laughs> They're like, I said I was going. <laughs> the people that are required to go who, like, I already knew you were going. Yeah, you know? like, I was just, it was just a courtesy that I added you on this. Exactly. This is just to tell you when it is. Yeah. But, like, you have to go. But his school friends, no one has fucking RSVP'd. Uh. And I'm like... Doing that mom guilt thing where I'm yeah. like, oh, is it going to be terrible? People show. Yeah, yeah. Or like, I hope they show up. I have all the fucking shit for them if they do. I don't really care if you RSVP or not. I just want to know that you're coming so that I can stop stressing about it because I tell my kid every fucking day, like, hey, make sure your friends know about your birthday. And he's like, they fucking know. Yeah. And even Brandon was like, hey, man, like, is that your friend? Tell him that your birthday party. And my kid was like, hey, my birthday's on Saturday. And the kid was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> And I was like, okay, but does your fucking mom know? Yeah, like, go tell your mom, bro. Yeah, like, Are who's going to drive you, motherfucker? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what's worse, though, is because uh, similar when my son had his party at an arcade. I feel like it's worse when it's, like, a planned event. Like, everybody's got to be here. There's a certain amount of tickets I got to buy and all this other shit. Exactly. Like, that's a courtesy thing to, like, let people know ahead of time. Just let me know. Yeah, yeah exactly. But people would say that they're going and then just not show up and you're like oh that sucks I mean some people were sick which I mean thank god you didn't come yeah I don't want to get my kids sick we're already at an arcade they're for sure gonna be sick the next day 100% like that is whatever but like the people who say they're gonna come and then they don't show up and you're like cool I bought a fucking $35 ticket for you or whatever for your kid yeah I know I mean it all worked out because our friends roll thick yeah come through yeah yeah (laughs) so and that's that. And I they mean, never notice. The kids I, don't notice. No, exactly. It's us. It's and our problem. He'll have friends there. Obviously, he has his required I'm friends. Hijack him and be like, "What are we writing next? What are we doing now? <laughs> come on, come help me shoot this thing. This oh my God. alien. I am so excited. It was so much fun last year. I didn't get to go last year. Oh well, but it was fun for my olders because we did the same thing. Yeah, because my kids were like, "I want to do what Aaron's kid did." That was fun. That was fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was so much fun, and it was easy. And it's like two hours, and then you could all fucking leave. You know what's crazy? I didn't go last year because my aunt died. So that means that this is like the year anniversary of my aunt dying. That's why I'm so pissed off at the world. It's gotta be that she's <sighs> like, you need to fucking slow down, take it easy, go yeah. out to Bombay. I know. Oh, that'd be cool. Um, we need to take a little breather. We- Ain't got time, girl. When are we gonna go it's to Bombay? Also too fucking hot. It's so hot out there. Yeah, soon like miserable. Soon, like maybe October. Well, whenever your foot's healed from your shit. Uh, November. Oh, that should have been my goddamn. Mm. 
is that I finally got my surgery scheduled, and so that's exciting. However, this means that we won't be at the 5K in oh, Massachusetts. Yeah. In person. Yeah, But in we're person. still sponsoring and supporting it and super excited for we're it. We're still so. doing all of the things, but we won't be there in person because I won't be able to walk or run 5Ks. <laughs> or, and not that I was planning to anyway, but I won't be able to, like, travel and She's shit. She's going to be drugged. I'm going to be on drugs Heavily. and incapacitated. Oh, yes. And I'm so fucking excited! <laughs> <laughs> what is that, a break? I just have to break my foot in fucking three different places? That's crazy. I'm so excited. I know. But it's crazy that that really is, like, what is exciting. Most people dread surgeries and stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God, a day off. <laughs> so tired. <laughs> so this week, I'm going to tell you about Anna Anton. Anna Anton. Mm-hmm. I okay. love it. In 1986, 39-year-old Anna Anton okay. was living in Lyon, Nebraska. Lyon. Lyon. Maybe like, lions. It's lions. Two <sighs> lions. Like with a Y. Oh, okay. Lions, Nebraska. Maybe it's Leons. Leons. Probably not as Lions. Nebraska? Nebraska. Corn. Okay. Anna was originally from Milford, Iowa, and she was raised by her grandparents. Mm-hmm. She had dropped out of high school as a senior, but she later earned her GED. Oh, good for her. She eventually met and married a man by the name of Tom. Tommy? And- Tom? What? Tom? Tom? And I don't know when they got married or anything, but this is before. Like, I'm telling you about before 1986. Okay. This is like her before times. Yeah. And by September of 1986, the couple had divorced. Oh, okay. But they had been separated for some time, but she's previously married. Okay. Got it. Once her divorce was finalized, she and her three dogs moved to Lyons, Nebraska, (laughs) into the first floor apartment of a condo that the town called the Pink House. Okay. Uh, I don't know if it was pink. I'm guessing. I would hope. You only earn a name like that if it is the... What if it was blue? (laughs) That's the pink house. How ironic. (laughs) What kind of dogs were they? I don't know. This is important. I don't know anything about the dogs, but there were three of them. Three dogs in the bottom floor apartment Mm -hmm. sounds like a lot of dogs in a bottom floor apartment. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe a little. I imagine... Well, and it's like a condo. So, like, usually condos, the apartments on condos are, like pretty big a little bigger yeah yeah Yeah. but still if it's just the bottom floor or like a duplex whatever they call them you know yeah i would assume it's like a one bedroom yeah probably you're not gonna have like great danes in there (sighs) who knows you would you did i I did yeah (laughs) i did yeah i did now for anna to move to lions was kind of an odd move because she didn't know anyone there and she didn't have a job lined up or anything but that's where she chose to go all right Also, a few years prior, she had been involved in a terrible car accident, and it had left scars on her face, and it injured one of her legs, and it left her severely injured, right? Yeah. As a result, she wore thick makeup, and she had to walk with a cane. Aw, baby girl. Ain't nobody gives a fuck. Wear your scars loud and proud. You've been through shit. I know. She was really pretty, too, from the few pictures I saw. She relied heavily on her disability income and on the kindness of her neighbors and stuff to help her buy groceries and pay some of her bills. Damn. So she's, like, newly divorced, barely making it, moves out to Lyons, Nebraska. Where she doesn't know anyone. She doesn't know anybody. She doesn't have a job lined up. She's like, hey, neighbor, can you buy me groceries? Yeah, I guess so. I'm not going to lie. I would be unreceptive to that (laughs) as the neighbor. I'd be like, no. This is 86, okay? People were a little different then. (laughs) Still. Okay. Fair. Fine. Maybe. Um. Also, this might help you realize why people were willing to help her. She was super religious. Okay. Anna was. And so she went to church all the time. So a lot of her church 
like parishioners or whatever would help her out. And she had a neighbor across the street by the name of Shirley and they had become really close friends. So Shirley would help drive her around places and like help her go get groceries and would help buy her groceries if she needed something here and there. Like was a really good friend to her. Okay. Now Anna had confided in Shirley that her ex Tom was actually involved in some drug ring operation or something like that. Uh Uh-oh. And that he had wanted to harm her because... She had testified against him and some of his drug buddies in a trial (gasps) that he was up against. And so she was basically in, like, witness protection. Like, I have to hide from him. That's why she moved to fucking Lions. Exactly. Like, I'm really scared of him. And he's really dangerous. So if anything ever happens to me, it definitely is Tom. Yeah. And she gave Shirley this envelope with a phone number inside. And she said, that's a number to, like, one of my really good friends back in Iowa. And I want you to call her if anything happens to me because you know she knows everything about tom and all that stuff yeah anna was so worried about her ex that she would never open the door without like making the person identify who they are before she opened it smart that sounds like standard practice now but like but in, in 86 80s, yeah. she was insane yeah yeah <laughs> like god you're paranoid like okay calm down sweetheart exactly <laughs> Now, Lyons is a really small farming town, and at this time, there was less than, like, 1,500 people that lived there. Oh, wow. And the town was so small that it didn't even have a jail or anything. And it only had two officers, and one of which was a man by the name of Greg Webb. Okay. Now, Greg was originally from Sioux City, Iowa, and he had moved to Nebraska to become a police chief. And he was serving for 10 years at this point in Lyons. Okay. And he was recently divorced and was the father to a 12-year-old son. And after his divorce, he had moved into a second-floor apartment of the Pink House duplex. Oh. So he lives above. So we got a fucking sheriff right above her. We got a sheriff right above. Anna had told her neighbor, Shirley, that the reason she decided to move into the Pink House and at the bottom duplex was because the police officer lived above her. And she felt that if he had his police car outside in the parking lot all the fucking time or driveway or whatever, that it would detour Tom or any of his fucking Riley-ass drug buddies from yeah. coming around. Well, so and if, if, any, if he hears anything, he can come down and save her. Exactly. So she felt safer there. Yeah. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Now, on to December 15th, 1986. Okay. A neighbor sees Anna being dropped off by a friend who had taken her to go get groceries to go Mm -hmm. grocery shopping and the following day on the 16th shirley came over to anna's house to drop off some more groceries but anna didn't answer the door this bitch is getting a lot of groceries she getting a lot of groceries i'm imagining like shirley was like god damn do you see these olives are on sale Mm. she loves olives i'm gonna get her some she's almost out of paper towels i don't really know Yeah. yeah so shirley can't get her to answer the door so she goes to the back door and tries to open it which i guess was normally unlocked which i'm like if you're paranoid about answering the door why is your door unlocked But I digress. It was enough to worry Shirley. She was like, that's weird. Her door is always unlocked. And then so she starts banging on the windows and like calling for Anna. Hmm. But Anna never answered. And Shirley's like, this is super unlike her. I'm really worried knowing everything I know. Yeah. So she eventually talks to the police chief, Greg, upstairs. And she's like, hey, you got to help me find Anna. She's missing. Like, I'm really worried about her. Have you heard anything? And at first, Greg was like, no, I don't know what's going on. Like, leave me alone. She'll come back. Like, I'm not going to look into anything. It's fine. And I'm like, what a terrible I'm police chief. off right now. Yeah, like, I'm not on duty. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I heard screaming, but yeah. you've got to call 911 for that. Yeah, like, I... The other guy is they'll on. They'll call... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they'll call Greg. I don't know. No, his name is Greg. His name's Greg. Tom. Yeah. Uh-oh. Not Tom. <laughs> 
Not Tom. Don't call Tom. <laughs> Something's wrong. I know. <laughs> okay, so like I said, at first he wasn't willing to help, but then the following day on the 17th, he finally agreed to help. He's like, oh shit, okay, she's really missing. Something's going on. Hmm. Okay. So he had become the owner of the pink house at mm-hmm. this time, and he had a spare key to Anna's apartment. Okay. And so he used his spare key to unlock it, and they go inside, and Shirley thought maybe she had fallen and couldn't get up because, remember, she had the bum leg. Yeah. And so they go looking inside, and they can't find her, and it looks like she hadn't been there for a few days. Uh Uh-oh. And Shirley grew more and more concerned because her and Anna had actually had plans to meet up, and so this is, like, she's literally missing in action. Yeah. They find her three dogs locked in the basement. (gasps) Babies. But they're okay. Okay. And a witness says that they had seen someone let the dogs out on the 15th, the day that she had gone missing. But I don't know if it was Anna or somebody else. So presumably the last time these dogs have been out have been like two days. Oh. They've been locked in that basement. The groceries that she had bought on the 15th were all gone. They weren't even in the house or anything. Mm. And an outfit that she had laid out on her bed was still laying there. So it's almost like she was getting ready for the morning or the night before or something. And something happened? I don't know. Okay. Interestingly, her shoes that she always wore were left behind as well. And remember, this is in December, so it's winter and, like, nobody's going to leave without their shoes. Yeah, yeah. But her cane was missing. Hmm. Also, they found an address book and um, Shirley was going to take that and start calling around to all the people inside of it. But Greg was like, hey, man, that's my job. Like, I'll take it and I'll go call around. (laughs) So he calls Shirley a few hours later after, like, going through Anna's apartment and says that he called all the numbers in the book, but Anna's not with any of those people, and they don't know where she's at. But they do say, like, some people had said she has disappeared before in the past. Like, it's not that unlike her. Come on. Right? So Who said that? Fucking Tom? I don't know who he talked to. So Shirley asked Greg to file a missing persons report, but he said that they should wait a few more days to see if she would show up. Fucking cops. I know, right? So finally, on December 23rd, which is seven days after Anna's disappearance, Greg files a missing persons report. And by this point, Anna's He mom... waited seven fucking days. Yeah. We should wait a few more days. Bitch, isn't it like 48 hours I or know. 72 hours or something? Well, by the point he actually agreed to help, it had already been 48 hours. It's like, come on, dude. What? Mm-hmm. Anna's mom was starting to get really worried because she never received a Christmas card from Anna. So she was like, even if she is somewhere else, she would have sent me a card. Yeah. So something is wrong. It's fucking Christmas, bro. Exactly. Then on December 27th, which was 11 days after her disappearance, a farmer in a remote field of the Winnebago Reservation, 20 miles north of Lyons, discovered the nude and frozen body of Anna. Bam, 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 boom. Yeah. The farmer had been moving hay and had seen something in the tall grass, and that something turned out to be Anna's arm. Ugh. Which was, like, attached to her body. But, like, yeah. you know. But it was, like, out in out a of way the tall grass. that he could see it. Yeah. Ugh. She was found in a remote field and had been shot, one article said twice, another said three times, um, hmm. in the torso with a thirty-eight caliber Smith & Wesson revolver. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Police Chief Greg Webb helped identify her remains, and because of her location, which was 20 miles north of Lyons, Nebraska State Patrol got involved, and also, I think, like, reservation police had to get involved, and possibly the FBI or something like that. But it was, like, a whole jurisdictional issue. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a main state patrol officer. I didn't get his name, but he's kind of, like, one of the main characters in the investigation, so I'm just going to call him, like, the investigator. 
So he said that it was obvious that Anna was placed there post-mortem and that she had not been shot there. Mm -hmm. He said that it had appeared that whoever murdered her had cleaned her body to remove any evidence before leaving her in the field. Mm Mm-hmm. An autopsy so was creepy. I know. Can you imagine washing a dead body? It's fucking no. weird. Like without, like not in a mortuary. Like, yeah, like not because it's like nice to no. do so. Like because you're like in, you have to drag a dead body into a bathtub and try to wash uh, that. Sounds hard. Sounds horrendous. There was an autopsy that was performed on Anna, and it was found that she had a blood alcohol content of 0.22, which was, Damn. Like, super high, especially for a very religious woman who never drank. Yeah. Suspicious. Real suspicious. Mm-hmm. And the state patrol officer investigator guy, he wanted to know everything about Anna, and so he went to go talk to Shirley first. Like, okay, let me go hook up with, like, her best friend. Yeah. So... Shirley's like, hey, guess what? She gave me this envelope to give to the police officer if she ever goes missing or if anything ever happens to her. So here's this envelope. And Anna told me that if anything happened, it would definitely be her ex, Tom. That's where you should look first. And so the cops were like, we're going to do our own investigation. Let me do my job. Throw that away. Don't tell me what to do. (laughs) No, this guy was like, all right, let me go talk to Tom. Okay, good. And so they go chat with Tom and Tom has like an airtight alibi. Of course he does. Of the day that this all went down. Oh, that day fucking 15 days ago? I remember exactly where I was. I woke up and I had Pop-Tarts. Yeah. (laughs) You can confirm there was strawberry. (laughs) Just kidding. Well, here's the thing. There were brown sugar cinnamon. (laughs) My kids got s'mores the other day. Never had them, but they like them. Anyway. I don't like them. Anyway. They also discovered that Tom wasn't in any way connected to drugs like Anna had said. Uh-oh. Or any underground drug ring or anything like that. Uh-fucking-oh. And that when they talked to all of her friends and family, they all explained that Tom was actually super quiet and patient and sweet to Anna. Like, he was a really good guy. Uh, but was he, though? Or does so. Anna have a different version of events? Her friends say that they think that Anna's fear of drug dealers and stuff that she was experiencing were delusions. Oh, no. But we don't have any evidence of this. Like, there's no, I don't know of any medical history of any mental issues or anything like that. But the people who knew her best were like, that's not real. Oh, my God. Yeah, these things aren't real. fucking. So it's not real clear why she would have fabricated that story. Or why then she got shot a bunch of times? Well, the day that her body was found, officers gathered at a cafe called the Highway Cafe in Lyons. Mm -hmm. And they're all, like, all the different teams are gathering to, like, go over notes. Like, all right, let's piece this fucking, let's work together and piece this mystery together. Look at them. I know. Cooperating. I love that. Exactly. And so among those people were... The upstairs officer, Greg Webb. Mm -hmm. And so once the officers learned that Greg lived above Anna, they started asking him about her. Like, did you hear some shit? Yeah, like, what's going on? It's a thirty-eight. Is that a police issue fucking gun? Questions. So Greg explained that he knew Anna for about two and a half months and that they had actually met at Arnold's Park in Iowa. Because they're both from Iowa. And then they asked Greg if he had ever been intimate with Anna. Like, Mm -hmm. how did you guys meet? What's going on? Do you guys have a past? Yeah. And Greg was like, no, we didn't. And then they asked him again more seriously. Like, did you, though? And then Greg admitted, (sighs) yeah, we hooked up the first day that she moved in to Lyons. Like, when she lived downstairs, we hooked up. That's fucking suspicious, my friend. That's super suspicious. Okay, so. Also, not saying that you should lie. 
But like, no, 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 we don't. But did you? Yeah, we do. Like, I know. Like, for longer. I don't know. <laughs> I know, right? Like, what's your angle here? What's going yeah. on? Yeah. Well, what's now happening? you just admitted to lying. You look suspicious. Well, yeah. exactly. As soon as that happened, the lead officer on the Nebraska State Patrol was like, you got to leave. Yeah, you're off. Like, instantly, he was like, I think something's wrong. So, Well, they, even so, it's a conflict of interest. Even if it wasn't him, it's a conflict yeah, of interest that you're exactly. fucking banging this chick that goes missing from your house. You don't need to be involved in this investigation. Yeah. Yeah. We'll come to you when we need questions. Yeah. So um, they asked him to leave, and he did. And like I said, because Greg had lied, the investigator believed that there was some suspicious things going on here. Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And Greg quickly became the main suspect. Obviously. So two days later, on December 29th, the investigators used luminol to search Anna's apartment for any bloodstains. Mm-hmm. And while they were there in her apartment, Greg was upstairs in his apartment. And they said that he was, like, pacing around or it sounded like he was trying to spy on them and, like, hear what was going on. And while they were in her apartment, they discovered evidence of blood in her living room and dining room. Like a substantial amount of blood. Uh-oh. They also found a heavy stream of blood leading from her apartment to Greg's. Checks out. Cool. (laughs) Checks out. Cool. Also, as a downstairs neighbor, I would like to point out that you can never tell what the people upstairs are doing because I was like, I'm pretty sure they're doing fucking jumping jacks on a treadmill or whatever. And it was like, they're just sitting watching TV. Like, just got up to go to the bathroom. Yeah, doing something Did you have to shit? Because it sounded like you were barreling down the hallway. You ran. <laughs> and they're like, I, I own a dog, I yeah. guess. Yeah. I'm like, I is know. it a herd of elephants? I know, right? Like, that could just be speculation. Yeah. But there is a trail of blood leading to his apartment. But that that leads more towards, like, maybe he was trying to figure it out. <laughs> maybe he's like, oh, fuck. He's got a cup to the ground. <laughs> he's like, mm, say it louder. So while they're working on the apartment, Greg leaves. Mm -hmm. And he drives 35 miles south to Fremont, Nebraska, and he trades in his car at a used car lot. And then he travels to a travel agency, and he gets his international driver's license, and he posed for a passport photo, and he asked about firearm laws in Costa Rica and Honduras. What the... What? Isn't this guy a cop? Yeah. Like, one of the only cops in town, so you would think semi-familiar with investigations. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you'd think. So he was last seen by the mayor of Lyons, who was out directing traffic for Anna's funeral. And Greg told the mayor that he was going to take a few days off. Like, hey, man, this is just tearing me up. I'm going to go take a few days off. And so that's the last time he's seen. Okay. They're actively finding this blood trail to his fucking apartment. And the mayor is like, I got to go. Catch you later, Greg. Yeah. I really got to (laughs) go. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So he withdrew his life savings of $3,000 and he disappeared. Five days later, investigators eventually get a warrant for Greg's apartment. Now, there's a lot of speculation on why it took so long for them to get a warrant after they found, like, a blood trail going right there. Also, they tested the blood trail and it was positive as being Anna's blood type. Okay. Okay. This so is 1986, though, so that's pretty much as good as you get. Right? Exactly. Exactly. So it took five days, and the speculation is that people that would grant the warrant knew it was on Greg Webb, and they were friends Dragging with him. Their feet. Yeah. yeah, and didn't want, you know, didn't like it. But either which way, it takes five days. Another speculation is like, hey, it happened over the holidays. Like, we're not working with the full staff. Like, it's New Year's Eve at this part, or whatever. Like, yeah. New Year's happened. Yeah. I guess, but, like, murder doesn't stop. I think Detective Joe Kendo will tell you that. <laughs> you know? But n- murder never sleeps. 
exactly. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so they get the warrant. They go into his apartment, and they find a mop with blood on it, as well as a coat in one of the closets has blood splatters on it. And his city police car all tested positive for blood, and they were Anna's blood type. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. There were no signs of a struggle in either apartment, but it was clear that she had been bleeding in this apartment. Like, there's blood everywhere. Yeah. As investigators dig into Anna's past, they discover that she was living a double life. <gasps> bum, 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 bum. She could actually walk. She didn't have a bum leg. That's all a fucking lie. Nah, she actually had a bum leg, oh, I think. Oh, all right. <laughs> One of her lives that we know about was where she was super religious and super quiet, good girl living in Lyons. And the other was when she was living in Arnold's Park, Iowa, where she was known as, quote, the bar floozy. And she was always drunk at the bar and constantly flirting with all the men there. Scandalous. I know that, hussy. (laughs) And so it turns out that Greg and Anna had actually met at one of these bars in Iowa. Yeah. Yeah. And they had bonded over their divorces and being from Iowa and all that stuff. And he offered up the bottom room of his apartment for her to come live there as a chief alternative in Lyons. Okay, so it's not that she didn't know anybody in Lyons. Right, but she didn't tell anybody that 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 is why she was there. Yeah. So Mm. she's, like, covering it up, too, for some reason. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. According to Anna's friends, she was super into Greg, like, from Iowa. Mm-hmm. And they think that she thought she was going to move to Lyons and start this big relationship with him yeah. and even get married and shit. But when she got there, Greg actually had another girlfriend that she learned about. And so she was just kind of like the side piece. <gasps> Living she- in his fucking duplex house. So Shirley, the neighbor, says that Anna did seem pretty obsessed over the fact that Greg was sleeping with this other woman. Like, I don't think Shirley knew that Anna was interested in Greg, but she talked about it all the time. Yeah. And that, I guess, Anna could hear them boning upstairs when she was trying to go to sleep, so she would turn her stereo up really loud, and she told Shirley that she would, like, walk around blessing the fucking door handles with holy water or some shit for him to repent for his sins. I don't fucking know. What sins? I guess it's premarital. What if you've yeah. already been married? Does that's what it she still said. Count? No, but that's what she was all upset about. It was like he's having premarital sex and blah blah blah. But he was with her too, so yeah. like it was all just a she's just yeah, jealous. Farce. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that would suck though to hear the guy that you like fucking boning oh, upstairs. That would suck. Yeah, that'd be unfortunate. Yeah, investigators. But also, don't put yourself in that situation. Yeah, honestly, you know. But I'm not victim blaming because that fucking sucks. Yeah, that does suck, right? But, you know, like, go sow your wild oats with somebody else. Yeah, bring a guy home. Make it a, well, you can't. You're religious now. Yeah, what a weird angle to take, huh? Yeah. Maybe because she knew people would help her. You're painting yourself into a corner. Yeah, probably that. Or maybe she was trying to start a new life. I don't really know. Anyway. So, investigators discovered that the night Anna went missing, that Greg was super intoxicated, and they suspected that Anna confronted him about his other relationship. Someone claims to have seen Greg carrying something out of his apartment and then putting it into the trunk of his car that night. Mm -hmm. They suspect that he removed all of her clothes and washed her body to get rid of any evidence and then left her in the field on the reservation because he knew it would be a mess with the police and the jurisdiction and everything. Mm -hmm. Investigators suspect that Greg thought he had committed, like, the perfect crime. Like, they'll never figure anything out because he knew that Anna's ex story, you know, Mm -hmm. of, like, him being a drug dealer and all that other shit. But I think he thought it was true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, obviously. Uh Uh-huh. So on January 6th, 1987, a warrant was issued for the arrest of Greg Webb. 
the following day, they discovered his car on a used car lot because nobody knows he's missing. Yeah. Nobody's really realizing what's going on. I mean, he's I'm sure... been gone this whole fucking time. Exactly. And so they're like, okay, let's go arrest him. And they're like, we can't fucking find him. So they find his car in that used car lot because he had traded out his car. Mm-hmm. They find out what car he had gotten, and then they go trace that, and they found that parked in the Houston International Airport parking lot. Mm-hmm. And they found that on January 15th. So this is taking some time. Yeah. There's evidence that he purchased a ticket from the U.S. to Belize in Central America, and someone had used the ticket, but there's no evidence that it was Greg using the ticket, but we can guess. Yeah. Everyone in town was so shocked that he was the prime suspect in Anna's murder, and many believe that he was innocent and that he had fled because he didn't want the killer to come after him. Oh, my God. People are fucking delusional. Or because he was afraid of being wrongly convicted. So they're like, there's no way it was Greg. Like, he is just doing this to protect himself. People oh my God. are delusional. There was a second person of interest who was a friend of Anna and Greg's, a man by the name of Tony Sears. Mm-hmm. He was the last person to see Anna alive outside of presumably Greg, Mm -hmm. and had seen Greg the night that she had died and confirmed that Greg was, like, super drunk that night. And two years later, Tony committed suicide, and the police have since dropped any suspicion of him. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, there's that little side piece. According to Greg's ex-wife, he was a survivalist and really believed in, like, the apocalypse or Armageddon or some shit. And the Maybe not the Armageddon, but, like, Let's go, survivalists. Yeah. Let's do the apocalypse. It. <laughs> the FBI needed help finding Greg, and they aired Anna's murder in an Unsolved Mysteries episode in February of 1993. Mm-hmm. So now we're God years damn. later. He's still missing. What? I know. Did uh, they go to Belize, or were they just like, I don't know where he could have gone? I think they did, and they couldn't find him. Like, they can't find him. He's just gone. Oh, my God. So a viewer in Orlando, Florida, saw the episode when it aired and recognized Greg as a man that he knew by the name of Gregory James Jim Weber. So he just changed his name from Greg Webb to Gregory Jim Weber. All right. That's clever. And this guy was, like, his coworker, and he recognized, like, he looked familiar to, like, what was on the What was he doing now? Is he a cop again? Oh, I'm going to tell you. Uh, He was working in construction. Mm. And he was, like, laying underground pipe and wires or some shit. And this guy was like, that's my coworker. I mean, my coworker now has a beard and doesn't have a mustache and he's got longer hair. But, like, that's him. Yeah. And also his name is eerily similar. (laughs) Yeah, right? So he calls the Nebraska State Patrol. And on February 23rd, 1993, Greg was arrested while he was on the job site. Good. So good work, coworker. Yeah. He had been living in Austin, Florida since March of 1987. So like just a month or so after they go looking for him. He came back. He came and back. went to Florida. Uh-huh. He had shaved his mustache, grew a beard, and changed his hairstyle. Shaved his mustache and grew a beard. Yeah. That's what it says. So like a beard without a mustache? It was a long beard. I don't know. Maybe. But, like, that seems... Just, like, your upper lip is free? Why are you keeping it clean? I don't know. That's weird. I don't like that. I didn't actually look at the picture to confirm that. Is it, like, just chops? (laughs) Maybe. With the chin part? I don't like that. I don't know that I've ever seen a beard without a mustache. I don't think I have either. That's why I was real confused. (laughs) 
Maybe they mean, like, you know, he doesn't have that mustache anymore because now he's got a full beard. Yeah, maybe. He, like, shaved it and then grew it all out so it'd be the same length. Yeah. He didn't own a car or a home or have a bank account or anything that would be able to trace back to him. Uh Like, he was on the fucking run. Yeah. He had only had $153 to his name, and he fled outside of the U.S. after Anna was found. He said he couldn't find work outside of the U.S., so he snuck back in from, like, Mexico into Arizona. Mm -hmm. And I think he just, like, hopped a bus or some shit. I don't really fucking know. And that he had planned to leave the U.S. again, but while he was in Florida, he found a woman that he had fallen in love with. And so he decided to stay there. And this will trap you every time. I know. And this woman had no idea that he was a fugitive. Like, had no idea about his past or anything like that. How scary. How fucking scary. So, in a pretrial hearing... Greg said that he had woke up on the morning of December 16th, 1986, and found Anna's body on his kitchen floor, and she was deceased. Mm -hmm. He saw that she had been shot, and he checked his revolver and found that bullets had been spent. He decided that he needed to make it look like she had disappeared or something, so he stripped her clothes, wrapped her in a blanket, and then put her in the trunk of his car. He started to drive north to dump her body on the Iowa side of the Missouri River, and as the sun started to rise, he noticed that he had blood on his face and neck. So he tried to rub it off, and he couldn't get it to rub off, so he decided, like, I can't keep going. Like, I need to turn off now and dump her because if anybody sees me, they're going to know something's up. I have blood all over me. Yeah. And so that's why he chose that, like, random farmland. He threw his gun in the Missouri River, and he hid her cane in some abandoned bar. I don't know why he took the cane with her. Isn't that kind of weird? To but be like, she left. Maybe. But then he forgot her fucking shoes. Well. She didn't need some man. Yeah. It's not packing for, like, real. That's true. You know? That's true. He said he has no recollection of the murder and that they had both been drinking heavily the night that she was murdered and that he woke up because he had heard gunshots. Okay. Uh-huh. One story or the other, you right. know? Uh-huh. You can't be like, I don't know. I must have been blacked out drunk. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I didn't realize I was, I must have done it, but I didn't know type of situation. Or I woke up to gunshots. So he's saying he woke up to gunshots and that he had a drinking problem at the time. And the last thing that he remembers was passing out in bed that night. So, like, he's like, I didn't do it. Yeah. Of course. Uh, The lead investigator says that Greg's story is a crock of shit. Yep. And the road you take to get to that farmland that she was found on is something you don't stumble upon. Like, you have to know where it's at Mm. and plan to take her there. During all of this that's going on in this pretrial hearing and shit and all this stuff that's coming out and he's, like, admitting that he did, like, dump her body and all this shit, he ends up marrying the girl in Florida. What? She's like, yep, love you. You're a different (gasps) man now. I guess. I don't fucking know. But they get married. (laughs) I don't know. How? I don't fucking what know. What self-respecting fucking woman? I don't know. It's like, just because you murdered her. Beer-flavored nipples or some shit. I don't I fucking, fucking guess. get it. On May 5th of 1994, Greg was sentenced to eight to nine years in prison. Eight to nine? So what happened was that he ended up, like, pleading guilty to manslaughter or something like that. Or, like, a ba- I don't need, I didn't even write down what it was. Like, abuse he, of a he, corpse or yeah, something? Yeah, he took a deal, though, and he yeah. got eight to nine years. And then he still continued to maintain his innocence. Like, I didn't do that. That was somebody else. He says that he thinks it was his jealous ex-girlfriend who broke in and, like, found Anna there and murdered her. 
And then he woke up and realized, oh, my God, there's a dead woman here. They're going to think it's me. And so he tried to cover it all up and, like, clean it up and just make it look like she disappeared because he didn't want to be the prime suspect. You know how you become the prime suspect? By cleaning up a murder and scene not reporting in your apartment. It? You're yeah. a fucking cop. You're a cop. Yeah. So he, Greg eventually spoke to the press and said that after he had dumped the body, he had realized that what he was doing was wrong. And so he drove back to go get her so that he could go, like, put take her in her, a better place. I don't know, take her body in and confess to, like, what was going on, but that he couldn't find her. Like, he couldn't find where he dumped her because he couldn't remember. What an idiot. What a fucking idiot. So Greg was released in August of 2002, only after serving eight years. Oh he and his new wife got a divorce, and he's now living with another woman. He lives in Florida. Daytona Beach, Florida, I think, is where they said he lived. Okay. When he was arrested, the original investigator in this whole thing, the state patrol police <laughs> officer, and the same guy who had told Greg, like, you got to leave, I think it's you, yeah. kind of thing. When they found out that he was in Florida, he was, like, working with the local authorities, and he was like, I want to be the man to arrest this guy. Like, I want to arrest him. And they were like, no, nah, man, I'm going to arrest him. And then they agreed that, like, one officer would put on one cuff on each hand. Which I think is super weird, but I guess this is like a cop thing. It's very ceremonial. Yeah. And so the, like, Florida officer walks in, puts a cuff on one hand, and then this investigator walks in and puts the cuff on him. And they used to be, like, pals, right? Like, maybe not buddy-buddy, but they work together, kind of. Yeah. And so he, like, was like, fucking, you're under arrest, right? Said his little line. I'm sure he practiced. Mm -hmm. And then Greg reportedly said, what took you so long to him? Well, first of all, you ran, bitch. You didn't take the case yeah. for two days. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> okay, so Greg says that at least he got six extra years of his life being on the run. You know, like he doesn't regret what he did. Oh my God. Yeah, he's, he's like, like not remorseful no, at all. Zero. He's like, I did it to protect myself. And the you could still be like not a dick about it. Like, even if you were innocent and you did all this, you could still just. Fucking keep those comments to yourself. Right? Exactly. The lead detective says that he suspects that what had really happened was that the girl that Greg was sleeping with had another child or something like that. And that Anna knew that that child was being left unattended every time that she would come over to Bone. And so they were afraid that she was going to call child services. I don't know what evidence he has of any of this or why mm -hmm. he thinks this. But that's his, like, spin on things is, like... They had to kill her because she knew too much, basically. Because she knew that we were abusing our child while yeah. we were fucking. Yeah. You don't want to just, like, I don't know, get a babysitter instead? Or just, like, fucking hold off on the fucking thing until you get a babysitter or, yeah. like, or he like, goes to bed? Wait till the kid's in school or something? I don't know. Like, Isn't that weird? He could come to your house. Isn't that fucking crazy, though? That's insane. I feel so bad for Anna. Oh, my God. I want to know more, though. Like, why was she living in this double life? Yeah, Is I want to know to the more story? about her life. Yeah. Well, goddamn. Honestly. I do want to know crazy. more about her life, though. Like, why'd she choose to be super religious and not drink? Probably because she had a drinking problem, and she's like, I got to stay fucking sober. <laughs> I need something that's going to make me stay yeah. sober. She went to church every day. That is commitment. So I'm thinking maybe she was trying to change. Maybe. I don't really know. Or really dedicated to the role. Honestly. It's very strange. Yeah. So, if you guys want to check out pictures pertaining to this case, go to our social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Threads. Our I handle think is TikTok is now X. You mean Twitter? I mean Twitter, yeah. You're right. It is X. We just call it X. I have no idea. I don't know how to say it. You it's guys like his fucking kid's know name, what Twitter is. You know? Yeah. Where it's like, this is Jaden, but it's spelled like X E six six seven. 
Am I supposed to call it like? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what its name is. Anyway, you bitches know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Our handle is at ISGD Podcast. If you want to email us, you can do that at isgdpodcast at gmail.com or snail mail us at P.O. Box 2764, Spring Valley, California, 91979. Good work. Thanks, guys. We love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.